season two of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Stephen G. was recorded on May 25th, 2023. Thank you. Uh, Gradually, with my higher powers' uh, help, I will learn to expect the best and get it. Um, So one of the things I learned at this workshop, because uh, like I said, I love to listen, and when we're having a back and forth with with some of the people uh, that were in the workshop. Um, whether it's a we promise or an I promise, unless you're really working it, it doesn't really matter because you need to be working the entire program in order to make these things come come real. Now we need to work on we need to discover our real identities as a as working together and then I need to incorporate that stuff. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, my notes are all messed up. I um, I also have to tell you that uh, oh yeah, my hair is still a little messed up. Um, my prep time uh, was taken up by a nap with my with my granddaughter. And I actually woke up just a couple of minutes before I had to log on. And uh, she is such a, such an angel. And uh, and speaking of which, I'll transition to that. Um, I've done a couple of uh, inner child workshops. I've done you know some reading and stuff like that. And in the last ten months, she has taught me more about my inner child than anything else because. Um, um, there was a couple of years ago where I where I did a, a workshop and a and did a meditation um, where I had a visualization where I could be with my inner child, but there was some work that I needed to do. And uh, so I did some work. I started working on myself. I started learning how to how to be an adult because I began recognizing that a lot of me is stuck in being a teenager, which, you know. That's uh, it's not gray hair. That's ultra blonde hair. Don't you know? I'm not really in my sixties. Don't don't you see a seventeen year old boy here? Um, and, uh, so I started doing, yeah, learning the uh, learning adulting stuff. Then uh, um, and then I went back, and I think I shared this last time that uh, that I went back and they did the, a, another visualization, and I went to the same place and uh, and recognized that uh, um, when I asked for my inner child's help for for us to be together, um, I got that it wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't his his uh, barriers. They were my barriers, and that's why we couldn't be together. And then, uh, then a great sister of mine said that, uh, well, maybe they're not even all your barriers. And uh, so I thought, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But I still started learning, you know, trying to learn how to be the adult that my inner child would learn to trust. Because it wasn't only the adults in my life who broke promises to me and learned and, and taught me that that uh, I that the world wasn't trustworthy. Um, I also 
convince myself that I wasn't trustworthy. And uh, my, my critical parent had, had done that. And so learning to be trustworthy, learning to be a, a worthy human being and, um, and actually start believing the good things about myself instead of only the bad. And then playing with my granddaughter and she'll sit there in front of me and do little whatever she's doing because she's in her world and I'm just, I'm just there. And every once in a while, she just kind of turns around and touches my leg and she just needs to know I'm there. And so that's what I'm learning to do with my inner child is I'm just like, okay, I'm just there. I'm not going to learn to juggle. I'm not going to take you to the zoo every Saturday. Um, because I was learning to, for me, I was learning how to, how to be with my inner child as an adult and not really channeling my inner child and, and learning what he needs. So that was really fun. And, uh, and her and I are really bonded in December. I almost died. Uh, I was hospitalized with sept, I was septic and, uh, and they've had to, uh, pump me all full of antibiotics for like, you know, I was hospitalized for, for four days and then, then, uh, intense antibiotics for another month after that from at home. And which was a really blessing, um, because I got to come back a little bit. I had kind of strayed away from working on me and uh, because my critical parent had, had kind of worked, wormed his way to my brain with, you know, you're really not working, work, worth working on. Um, so I just kind of got lazy on that. And then uh, I, you know, in the hospital, when the doctor's leaning into my wife and whispering so that I couldn't hear, got me worried. It's like, wait a minute, you know, I don't necessarily want to die. I'm ready. I mean, if it happens, I know a lot of good people that are already wherever you go after you die. And, and that would, I'd be in really good company, but I have this new granddaughter. And around that same time, this also came up at camp, was uh, people were concerned about me and I started saying, I'm fine. And uh, I realized how much time I, I say that. And why do I say that? And I started thinking about why I say I'm fine and having conversations. And why do we say I'm fine? You know, hey, Stefan, uh, I heard you just died and uh, you wrecked your car and the, your house fell in and but you're fine wait uh yeah i'm fine i'm fine yeah well because i want to be fine so one thing and the other thing is uh that's what i learned because being the oldest child um i had to be fine because my mom was overwhelmed and if i wasn't fine that meant i was more work and there we go back to abandonment because when i did get sick i was i was a pain 
And I was talking to a good friend of mine, Esau, about about being fine. And uh, he said he uses fine because he has an old friend who he's grown far apart with, but he has a 30-year relationship with him. But he can't stand him. They're, you know, the man is abusive, and he denies any kind of uh, any kind of personal work. Oh, that's all poo-poo stuff. So it's really easier just to say fine. And so he doesn't have to get into actually sharing what's going on with him. And doesn't have to share what, what, what's going on with him because if he does actually share the truth, then that exposes him to, uh, to vulnerability because his, his friend who doesn't believe in any of the stuff that we're, that we're doing will totally make fun of him and just, and, you know, just, just, uh, he thinks all this stuff that we're doing and all, all our personal growth is, is poppycock. And so that was a that was an interesting thing, and uh, and I think that's what I wanted wanted to the question that I that I'll ask at the at the end is if anybody wants to share their version of of fine and how and how they use that is it to not expose themselves to telling somebody the truth of what's going on? Uh, do they not use the word? Uh, because they're blessed with people they can trust around them all the time. I'm gonna, or, or, Dottie, I'm looking at the clock. Oh, wow, 19 minutes still. Seems like I'm talking a long time. Um, interesting subject. Um, I feel like I'm just I'm just talking now, and I'm not really uh, not really saying anything. So of course my uh, my inner critical parent is uh, is saying, "Oh my God, look at all these boring faces! Look at all the people who've turned their cameras off because they're they're taking a nap." And oh my, you know, Stefan, you're really boring. Go wait, go go back to go 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 back to telling stories, uh, and which is. Um, I actually like telling stories. Yeah. I told a story uh, at the Talent No Talent Night. Um, I tried to write and tell some jokes. Mostly I, I stole some jokes and rewrote them to be like, uh, you know, more uh, recovery oriented. You know, like, uh, um, why don't you ever see ACAs hiding in trees? Because they're good at it. Uh, you know, how does an ACA tell time and space? She looks at her watch, uh, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, just all these silly little jokes. And um, then I told a real story of how um, that I kind of like. So years ago, I was working on a uh, on a television show called the uh, called the Terry Bradshaw Show, and I'm I'm the prop master. So when they want stuff to do, they 
they come to me and they say, can you make it happen? So they came to me and they said, Terry, we want Terry to jump into a slipper foot bathtub and uh, full of red jello cubes and uh, and kind of go and and I said, sure, no problem. So I immediately uh, walked away confident, you know, inside. Oh, my God. How am I going to do that? What am I going to do? What do I, and I start calling everybody I know for advice. How do we do this food stylist and everything like that? And finally, I just had to make something up. And I, I went to the to the caterers on uh, on the Paramount studio lot. And they thought it was the funniest thing that they'd ever heard of. And they were more than willing to help me. So we made sheet after sheet after sheet after sheet after sheet of red jello. And we cut them all up and we filled up the bathtub. And, and it came time and they did whatever whatever they were saying, supposed to say, I don't remember what it was. And then they went to go jump in the tub and Terry jumps in and lands on top and just kind of goes, going, 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 going. It totally didn't work how the gag was. <coughs> I am shattered because I'm ACA and I'm dysfunctional. And I was asked to do something and it didn't work. And why didn't it work? Because I'm a failure. And yeah, I should have done more, more studying. I should have done more. And around the same time I'm, I'm cleaning up that uh, I get, the executive producer's assistant coming over. Stefan, Milton wants to talk to you. I said, okay, well, I'm going to clean up. And no, 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 no. He wants to talk to you right now. And I immediately went to angry teenager. And in my mind, fuck him. He shouldn't have hired me. He knows that I'm a young prop master. I shouldn't have been doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, he should know better. He's like, yeah, he's like ancient. He's been in the business for years and he should know better. And it's all his fault. He just, he set me up to fail. Nobody's ever done this before. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just going and going and going and I'm getting madder and madder. And I have to walk like three buildings down from the stage and, and down in the basement and then down this long hall that kind of, kind of looks like uh, the, one of the hallways from The Shining with the door at the end. And I'm like, and I'm just building up. I'm just, oh, I'm going to lay into him. Man. He's, yeah, I don't believe that. He set me up for failure and he let me fail and it's his fault and it's not my fault. And, <laughs> and out of the corner of my eye, I see a little sign that says men's room. And I dart in there and I go into the, uh, to the handicap stall and I get quiet. And I let all the anger just go away. Just, just go. It's about two minutes or so. Seemed like longer than that, of course, because I was so angry. And But I finally got to a place where I, I felt okay. And I left. And I walked down the hall. There's that door. And as I'm getting closer and closer, my inner teenager is getting more and more angry. But I'm still kind of cool. Still kind of cool. I go in there, and the receptionist says, uh, "Milt's Milt's ready for you. Just go on in." And I go on in, and he's on the phone, so he does one of these things to me, and I sit down, and I'm like, "And it's building up, and it's building up, but I'm ready to just start exploding to him." And he hangs down the phone, and before I get a chance to say anything, he says, "That was the funniest thing we've ever seen." 
my God, I had my doubts about hiring you, but you're the best thing ever. And uh, I'm really, 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 really glad. And we were on the floor in the control room and I just have so much faith in you for the rest of the show. And uh, it really taught me that uh, to really not trust that angry teenager. And that uh, if I'm coming from a good quiet space, and uh, chances are somebody's going to tell me I'm doing a good job. And maybe one day I'll even be able to actually incorporate some of these promises and tell myself that I'm doing a good job because I'm still working on it. And, uh, um, and I really want to go to the second part of the promises that I wrote. And, uh, and I will. Um, especially with y'all's help and, uh, and patience that I just keep going and working a little bit at a time. And, uh, and one day I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to say, I have discovered my real identity by loving and accepting myself. My self-esteem has increased because I have given myself approval on a daily basis. Fear of authority figures and the need to people please has left me. My ability to share intimacy has grown inside me. Because I have faced my abandonment issues, I am attracted by strengths and have become tolerant of weaknesses. I am enjoying feeling stable, peaceful, and financially secure. I have learned to play and have fun in my life. I have chosen to love people who can love and be responsible for themselves. Healthy limits, healthy limits have become easier for me to set. Fear of failure and successes have left me as I intuitively make healthier choices. And because of the help of my ACA support group, I have solely released my dysfunctional behavior. With my higher powers help, I have learned I am worthy of all the great things I am receiving. And reading it now, I know that, uh, that I have incorporated several of these into my life and I'm really happy about it. And I'm still working on the rest. And, um, and I think I shared on my last, uh, my last share, but I, but I like to, to say it a lot because it's really something that helps me. And it's another thing that I, that I stole from Bob Earl, which is, um, if you hit a wall, turn left. If something isn't working for you, turn left, just keep going, just keep moving and then come back around to it. You know, I, uh, you know, I had to do several different things that are not conference approved in order to come back around to accept and then be able to incorporate the stuff that is conference approved. And, you know, such as um, recognizing uh, my inner higher power, the higher power that taught me that when I was in a dangerous situation in my childhood to keep my back against the wall to my higher power that taught me when I was a, a wee child to be able to read a room in seconds upon entering to suss out who's dangerous and who might not be to trust, you know, also, uh, 
that inner higher power was also, hey, call it maybe it's a guiding, guarding an angel or so, to taught me to, thank you, Dottie, uh, to taught me to also maybe not take myself so seriously. As me and my buddy Danny are hitchhiking from uh, Chicago to, to uh, uh, Pensacola to meet his, uh, his brand new nephew, I guess it was about 1975. We're going through uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and we're walking. And I used to wear this old beat-up cowboy hat, and my hair was down to my waist. And I had patched jeans that, you know, of course, all was patched all the way up and down with hidden pockets and stuff. And uh, and in my circle, we all had to, you know, the boys had to had to make their sew their own pants because that was cool. I mean, it was like totally uncool to ask your girlfriend to sew your pants. I mean, come on, you know, we are liberated men, you're liberated women. I'm not going to ask you to do something domestic for me. I can do it myself. So we got our backpacks on and we're trucking and we're cool. I could do look at us, man. It's the seventies. We're long haired hippie types. We're, we're hitchhiking across the country down to Florida and we're cool. And, and I'm walking across the street and there's a, uh, you know, a, a window, a, you know, a store window, and it's the time of day that it's actually a mirror, just a big mirror reflecting back. And I'm looking over, man. Look at me. Look how cool I am. We're cool. Look at Danny. Danny's cool. We're cool. boom. Walked right into a lamp post. Clear sign. Watch out. That eagle gets you in trouble every time. And uh, so, yeah, so when I get the, yeah, I've been criticized. And as a matter of fact, one of the people at camp this, uh, this time uh, knew me, has known me for a while, and actually has criticized me when he hears that I like to acknowledge my inner higher power for giving me tools uh, that I needed because when I, the, higher powers that I had around me, uh, you know, addicts for uh, adults and dysfunctional people who were, who were my adults were my higher power at the time. And then anything beyond that, anything celestial that, that I prayed to, which I have no, I no concept and no memory that I actually prayed to anybody that, you know, a, a God type creature. Um, but you know, I know they weren't answering the adults who were my, tactile my or my the higher powers who were there weren't answering so it was the inner inner voice that taught me all this all this stuff and so um, my inner higher power i like to call it people um and there's certain people who really have a hard time with acknowledging an inner higher power and uh um Anyway, is that 10 minutes? Um, all the stuff I've talked about, Dottie, I don't know. Do I really have a subject? Does somebody want to suggest a subject of anything that I've, that, that I've talked about? I see Michelle's hand go up. I, I, yeah, I think I'm done talking. So yeah, I'm you know, free to answer any questions. Uh, Michelle might have a suggestion. And um, you know, all right, Michelle, come on, it's your turn. 
Come on. All right. Come What's on. your suggestion, Michelle? <laughs> What's your suggestion, Michelle? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> there's fine. There's higher power. Fine. I like power. fine. So many. So many. <laughs> Well, let's just let's open up. Any, any. We don't have to stick to one subject. You just, you know. It's on your I heart. want to hear what. Yeah, you guys have been listening to me Babylon for forty-five minutes. I want to hear what you say because, like I said, I learned from you. 